Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And today we're joined on the podcast by our friend, Angie Smith. Angie is a friend of ours, a Bible teacher. Her most recent book is called Woven, Understanding the Bible as One Seamless Story. Angie is so much fun, and she also is just a deep well of study and love for God's Word. And so we're so happy to have her here today for the start of our Colossians and Philemon series. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Let's get right to it. Angie, welcome back. Hey. I'm glad We've to missed be here. you. I wish everyone could just hear the 20 to 30 minutes of like <laughs> us getting in trouble. Getting bonus content <laughs> for talking. All the unusable content right. where Jeremy, our wonderful patient producer, keeps yes, going. Thank you. Still rolling. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> just Still ready when rolling. you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get but to talk about two books. Not today. Technically, we don't get to talk about both books today, but we are starting a new series that covers the books of Colossians and Philemon, mm-hmm. and they are paired together for good reason. But Angie, I'm glad you're here to talk Paul's letters with us, because last oh. time it was Proverbs. So we're just trying to yeah, like yeah, yeah. keep keep a little variety in, in our yes, lives. I Proverbs that. and tacos. Yeah. We did. It's a great combination. With a lot of, of tacos topics. we talked about. I um, think we could come up with something else this time. Mm-hmm. With, we're with very little effort. Yeah. Yes. Chick-fil-A. Find yeah. a food Not every time sponsored, we can. but could be. But could be. We invite your sponsorship. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um so the things that I didn't realize before we so when we paired these together, and when I say we, I'm talking about our team. Yeah. These Letters were not only Colossians and Philemon, not only written close to each other, like in time, like they were written around the same time, but Mm -hmm. they were also delivered together. Yeah. Which is so interesting. I didn't know that. Well, likely, likely delivered together. But we're going to imagine for a minute that they were because the plot thickens a little bit. Because as you're reading Colossians, you will see Philemon's name. Mm -hmm. And I think in chapter three, so we don't even get to like see that this week, but hang with us because next week we will see his name. Yeah. And And it feels like Onesimus name. Yeah. Which is so isn't that cool? And so yeah, it's going to be, I just am very excited about, because this is a not, it's not a long series. We were studying this for two weeks. Yeah. So these two short letters in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so Philemon, we think, was one of the leaders of the church at Colossae yeah. because the church mm-hmm. met at his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just as we are walking into this study, imagine, so Colossians, we'll get into this a little bit today, was written Paul was kind of trying to correct some false teaching mm-hmm. in love. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, Paul loving, but firm, yeah. Yeah. polite, but Clear. firm, yes. yeah. like camp staff, polite, but firm. <laughs> and with Philemon, it's this, this yeah. letter to a fellow brother in Christ mm-hmm. whose slave had run away and yeah. they're returning. Mm-hmm. He's returning with this letter from Paul. So... To imagine all of this is really interesting. I would encourage you, she's and he's, but she's hop over to the He Reads Truth site today and read the day one there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does a good job of connecting all the people that are at play. And it does a good job of connecting the books, the letters, really, of Colossians and Philemon. Yeah. And so I think it'll actually do better than me just trying to stumble through it. But it paints <laughs> like a picture yeah. of what awesome. it might have been like to be in that home church yeah. and to have received these letters. And I also love that you guys said 
because it sounds probably like a basic thing for you guys, for a lot of people, but it took me a long time to realize these were letters. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Important. Meant to be read all in one sitting. Yeah. I mean, we can come back and study them. Right. But read it. It doesn't take very long. And it's not just like a book in the Bible. This is physically a letter that someone wrote, that Paul wrote in this case, Mm -hmm. and delivered. Like, I mean, you were saying, I just, it took me so long to understand that's what was happening. It's important to know that because it should change the way we read it. Yeah. And in fact, if you have a study book, there is an extra before we even begin day one of the study, there's an extra called How to Read a New Testament Letter. Mm. And some of these points, I think, are really, well, they're all important to keep in mind, but things like reading a letter can be like listening to one side of a conversation. Mm. So Paul is responding to something that he has heard Mm -hmm. is happening with the church, this young church in Colossae. Letters were meant to be read all at once. So the, you know, Mm. we have this, this picture, if we imagine the way it happens, they arrive with the letters, and so they would stand in this this church filled with believers. Mm-hmm. And by church, um, we mean house. It is an right. actual house. Yeah. There were no churches. Yeah. There were synagogues, you right. know, but there were yeah. no churches. And so they would stand and read it to them mm-hmm. and, you know, and probably revisit it over time, but mm-hmm. but it was meant to be read all at once. New Testament letters were written to believers who were learning to live in Christian community Mm -hmm. and they were learning to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is all new to them. Right. And so there are a lot of like, there are some specific things. They're Mm -hmm. tailored to a specific audience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's speaking to this group. Mm -hmm. And so we now regularly quote our mutual friend, Jen Wilkin, and say that, you know, God's word is written to for them and for then. Mm. So it was written to a specific yes. people in a specific time. Yeah. But because it's God's word mm-hmm. and it's right. uniquely all true mm-hmm. and living and active yes. and God breathed, it's also for us. Right. And for now. Mm-hmm. I love that. So she says that it's for them yeah. and for them and, and for us and for now. And so Oh, I love that. That's yeah. really that's kind of it the Cliff's Notes it? version. Yeah. And it's really this. important yeah. Yeah. to remember that. Very yeah. you know, and I think it's easy. I was listening to a podcast the other day by the She Reads Truth Hillberry. podcast. Uh-huh. Oh no! Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm sure she was a guest, uh-huh. and that's why because I uh-huh. only only listen to SRT. <laughs> but she said something that really influenced the way that I read scripture, just as a reminder to me that she's talking about, like you know, in the Psalms, it's really easy if we're reading and we're saying David is saying, "My enemies are after me," and it's easy for me to go. My enemies are after me. And like put yeah. in my own story in yeah. certain situations and make it like a verse, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, these are real enemies who are actually coming to try to kill him. With swords. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not that we can't apply that. Obviously we do. But I've just realized I need to be cautious in making my interpretation yeah. of, oh, he's talking making about scripture these about enemies. Us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and just the way she said it, I was like, I don't remember exactly how, mm-hmm. but she said something like, be careful not to take a passage and try to make it your platform. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like this, yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. But that, again, to understand the context and just to remember that this was very specific for certain people, yeah. you know, in it, a time. I say uh, don't make scripture about us. And you know what I mean oh, when I, I say that do. because it is also deeply yes. about 
us. But yeah. I, I appreciate that balance. The one other, I mean, I know, Amanda, you gave the Cliff's notes of that extra in the book. Mm-hmm. But one of the points that I really loved is that it says the New Testament letters are part of our family history. Oh, I love that. And I just Good. think like, that's right. Like, this isn't their story. This isn't their history. This is yep. our It is, yep. but it's also. Yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. are family with those people, those yeah. actual real right. humans yeah. who were in an actual yes. home. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they are our brothers and sister because so cool. of the gospel. It's yeah. crazy, and so the way so Paul is talking to the church at Colossae, and he is he is giving them instructions for you know here's what it looks like to live the Christian life, and mm-hmm. and here's what the gospel really is, and right. here's what it isn't, mm-hmm. right? And then we are going to follow that up by reading the letter to Philemon, where we're going to see mm-hmm. a really specific. Mm-hmm outworking of the truth of the gospel Mm. of saying like you have you know your slave i'm returning him to you Mm. he you know they met while onesimus had run away and paul was in prison and they met Mm -hmm. and onesimus became a jesus follower Mm -hmm. through paul's witness and so paul was sending him back and saying to his brother in christ Mm -hmm. philemon hey now onesimus is your brother he was your slave but now more than that, yeah. he's your brother. And so mm. receive him in love, receive him as a brother. Yeah. And so it's really interesting to read these letters back to back because you get some kind of general instruction and then you get this really Absolutely. specific it's example. So Let's live this out. What does it look mm-hmm. like to live? I think the line that Paul said, the line Paul says is, I appeal <laughs> instead on the basis of love. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he's not appealing based on law, based on reason, based on what you're obligated to. Yep. I'm appealing on the basis of love. Yep. Which and is- we love because he first yes, loved us. And right, that's right? the gospel, right? Yeah. Is that we do things in a way that is not in our fleshly, love that word, nature <laughs> yeah. in our sin nature to do because because of what Jesus has done. And so we do that not out of obligation, but is in response to mm-hmm. Jesus' love. Mm-hmm. And so it's really fascinating. I'm super excited. I feel like we should get started. So then we get this letter to the Colossians, right. which has impacted us as 21st century humans, believers, Mm -hmm. in a huge way. I mean, we're going to get to read this in a second. I'm sorry to keep delaying it, but like this letter matters a lot to me. Well, and here's here's another reason why it really matters is I fall into the category of Gentiles. Yeah. I fall into the people he's talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is now this amazing upside down thing has Mm -hmm. happened. And all of a sudden, by the grace of God, Mm -hmm. you get to be included And I love that you paired that Mm -hmm. with Philemon because now it's like not only is it an outward sign of the gospel, but it's like how upside down is it Mm -hmm. that the slave is your brother? How upside down does that feel? (laughs) I see this especially because he's talking to us. Mm -hmm. He's saying it wasn't circumcision by hands. Mm -hmm. This is grace. And again, I think to understand the context is always everything. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, he's writing to people who up until fairly recently would not have been included in this promise, and he's trying to tell them how to do it. So, And and so if what we think is true here, these two letters have been written, Colossians and Philemon, Mm -hmm. and they are being delivered by Tychius, I can't pronounce oh, his name. It's and a tough one. Tychius, yeah, Tych- it's a whatever. Tough one. And Mr. Anesimus. T will call him. And right. so let's picture the house church mm. of Colossae, the home of Philemon. Yeah. And up turns his, shows up like Anesimus, his runaway slave with this right. letter from Paul. Uh, 
He hadn't read it yet. From Paul. Right. Paul, who sent the guy who founded the church. And so we have the letter to the Colossians, and we have the letter to Philemon, to Mm. a man. The letter to the group and the letter to the individual delivered by the slave himself. And we'll talk about this next week. I don't want to get, like, I don't want to spoil all of it. Yeah, it's so good, though. That's the setting of these letters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Let's actually take it from the top. Yes. Um, Because (laughs) now that you've kind of painted that picture, Rachel. Yeah. Let's maybe read from Colossians 1, 1 through 8, and just kind of see how he begins the letter. Angie, would you read it for us? Sure. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel, that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it is among you, since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. You learned this from Epaphras. Mm -hmm. That's why you made me read this. Our (laughs) dearly loved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. So here he's greeting them. He's kind of setting the stage. It's Sometimes Paul's words can be tough to hear and feel harsh Mm -hmm. and easily misunderstood, all of those things. But he begin so many of his letters with this, like, we thank God for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard about your faith. Like he's mm-hmm. he's affirming their faith in the gospel, yes. which is the foundational thing, right? right. Mm-hmm. So this you're getting this right. Like you're and calling you out their fruit. Faith. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. And he's actually going to continue that. This is one of my this passage, I love the I think prayers I noticed of Paul. this on the wall in your office. Is this on there's the wall in your office? There's this one, and then there's Ephesians 3. Yeah. Yeah, Ephesians 3 is another. But it's similar where mm-hmm. it's just this beautiful prayer that Paul is praying over these new believers. Let's keep going. Um, let's keep going. I'll, I'll start up in 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard mm. this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. That was one sentence. <laughs> that wow. Paul, that's a classic Dear Paul. Paul. He loves a run-on. Uh-huh. Let's divide that sentence. You're making that sentence do too much work, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. if, if, that's what I would say if I was his editor. Mm-hmm. Verse 13, he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him mm. we have redemption, mm. The forgiveness of sins. Okay. So, so many thoughts moment. Yeah, really. I mean, like, look at my page. Yeah. (laughs) Because it looks like I was like the teacher's pet. Originally a black and white page. It's now covered in blue. blue. Yeah. (laughs) So, what were you doing there, Ange? Uh, Sudoku. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And doodles. And doodles. No, I love, again, in different translations, you'll pull out something different. Uh huh. And one thing I do, and you can, I mean, I just kind of made this little chart. Sometimes for me, it's sort of like 
what has been given to me that's part of me and what is my response and what is my Mm -hmm. effort? And I like to just kind of read through and see what is sort of like passive and what is active Mm -hmm. on my part. And I just love that it's like, you know, be filled so that, so that, so that. Mm -hmm. But it starts with being filled, which obviously we can't do on our own. I Mm -hmm. can't fill myself with the spirit. That's only God. But then it says, so that you can walk worthy, so that you can. And so it's this thing of just acknowledging there's no opportunity for us to walk worthy if we have not been filled. Yeah, we We can't do that that. on our own. No. And so I think, and I, this version, it says, so that a few times, which I hadn't seen. And I don't know, it just feels now like it's this order of events that starts out with me being given a gift that I don't deserve. And it's not that I have to do something to keep it. It's that as a result of that, That's right. yeah. and only because of that, can I walk worthy? So that. Yeah, yeah so that. I don't know. It just feels That's like good. a yeah. lot of times I spend my time like, I'm going to walk worthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to whatever. It's a mental game. Walk it worthy. is. Yeah. yeah. But it's more than a mental game. It is. It is like it is. But it's hard it's sometimes. the spirit at work. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I like the active words right, for me, and yeah. I like to give my own interpretation to them. Uh-huh. Like, we like to oh, make it about us. Of course. Uh-huh. And I can figure out what he's saying and check it off and yeah. do the things. That's good. It's but yeah. No, go ahead. To, it's connected to what we, you were saying earlier that about like the scripture is first and foremost about God. Mm-hmm. So even in this passage, we can see that, that here's what God is doing. Right. And then as a response, mm-hmm. here's yes. what we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. ultimately, I think that's what Paul's doing with his letters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's I, saying, yeah. and also he's a smooth operator. Because he's <laughs> like, we've heard about your faith. You are amazing. <laughs> fruit is you there. You are killing this. Yeah. <laughs> here's actually what you're doing wrong. Yeah. And also <laughs> like, <laughs> see ya. Like, yeah. I'm, so I love that he, you know, he's artful in mm-hmm. the way that he approaches. Even though he's firm, he also understands the delicate yeah. nature of a conversation that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I tend to, I do really love these prayers, um, like this one in Ephesians 4, the prayer for spiritual power, I think is what that one is kind of labeled as. But even so, a lot of times in these letters in the New Testament, where it's like, we've been praying for you, I can kind of dismiss that. I like to Mm. take these words and like the thing that you saw on my wall, Rachel, is Ephesians 3, that I like to pray for my daughter. Yeah, Mm. And, And so it's easy for me to pray this for my children. Mm. But what struck me this time is yeah. that he's praying for this church of people that he's never met mm-hmm. in person that you pointed out. Yeah, right. And how radical that seems mm. in a world where in a world <laughs> where we don't like we're much quicker to judge our fellow believers mm-hmm. who we don't really know in person, yeah. you know, and maybe we only know them on social media. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, right. I'm talking to myself quicker to do that than we are to pray for them. Yes. And like, what would it look like if this is how we prayed mm-hmm. for our brothers and sisters in Christ? Mm-hmm. Like, like literally pray, like took one of these prayers mm-hmm. and prayed that over mm. someone who is rubbing us the wrong way on yeah. like Twitter yeah. or whatever. Right. But yeah. I love that it's not even like we should pray for other people, other yeah. churches, the church. But instead, like, hey, pray this. Like, we have this yeah. prayer right, right here. Let's pray scripture. That's I love good. like that you're going like, I'm praying this passage of scripture for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that's, there's nothing dismissive about that. I think that's right. so important. Pray this passage for your children, too. Yeah. Don't stop doing that. Right. And, and let's pray for mm-hmm. our fellow believers, you know, here locally. 
almost every Sunday morning when we pray before the sermon, um, you know, somebody will get up and pray, and we just list three mm. to five churches that are also gathering at that oh, same time that. locally, where we mm-hmm. just name, we pray for Crosspoint, we pray for, like, yep. we just, we pray for the churches in our community. Mm, I love that. Who are also, because they're just our fellow believers. Right. And that's what Paul's doing here. Mm. He's praying for a church that he's never attended. Yep. And probably will never get to. Right. But they are part of the body mm. of Christ. I mean, that that's convicting. Yeah. Like, I think that that's a prayer maybe just for me today as you were talking is like, what letter am I supposed to be writing right now? And mm. to who? Yeah. To whom? Yeah. Oh, correct. She's, I'm a writer. I'm actually, yeah. Uh, but I think that's a good prayer because this sounds so silly, but sometimes I'm like, well, this sounds so dumb. Well, if I pray for one, but I don't pray for this other one, like I have right. to pray for everyone. Like yeah. I have to choose and how do I choose? And that like, <laughs> yeah. I have to often ask God specifically revealed to me, mm-hmm. you know, this one place and that's enough. Like I don't need to keep feeling guilt over. I'll let the list keep going, going, oh. going. Of I don't know. I don't know what it is in me that can feel like I don't even start because yeah. it's overwhelming to oh, feel like I relate I'm... with that so much. I do nothing because I can't do everything. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I pray this for my family. That's yeah. easier for me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even the conversation we just had about Philemon and Onesimus in the gospel, the love of Jesus is so radical that like mm-hmm. we really are brothers and sisters and family in the Lord in the same way. Mm -hmm. Like that is just as real as the family that I am to my children that Mm -hmm. I'm praying for. And it reminded me of when Jesus said in Matthew 12, when he's like talking to the crowds and his, his mother and his brothers come and want to talk to him. And they say, Mm -hmm. this is uh, 1247. Someone told him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied to the one who was speaking to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Mm -hmm. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And so- What if we lived like that? Right? Because he's not saying- I don't care about my right. no. biological family. Like he's not. Ta- That's not, not the point he's making. He's not the, dismissing right. their yeah. role. He's saying he's just expanding he's, it. Right. He's showing them what the kingdom of God is. Mm-hmm. You know, and that in the kingdom of God, this is my family. And mm-hmm. do we like? Oh, I mean, like I'm just thinking, like, do I live like the kingdom of God, the body of Christ? worldwide mm. is my brother, my mm. sister, my mother, mm. my father. Mm-mm. And I would venture to say, I mean, my husband grew up in Africa as a missionary kid. I would venture to say that the people he grew up with are much more persistent and faithful to pray about us, mm-hmm. about uh, the yeah. church in large. Like he'll yeah. tell me stories about growing up and it would be like, they stay up all night praying because they know that there was, I don't remember what it was. There was something I was doing like an event or something. And my mother-in-law was like, they stayed up all night praying for this and for you. It wasn't for Angie Smith. It was for the kingdom of God. Like, may this be something that God uses for all of our brothers and sisters. And I just thought that is... I've seen that often. And he tells stories and I'm like, it's like the Acts Church. I mean, you have this... We're all in it together. Mm-hmm. I've never stayed up all night praying for one of my kids. But again, it was separate from it being an individual. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the bigger picture, which is we are praying yeah. that our common, powerful, amazing God is going to take these words and multiply them yeah. for the church. And I am I love that. guilty Man. of not doing that. I, yeah. I hope this isn't misunderstood. I don't know that we have as much 
around us reminding us that we have to pray. Yeah, that's right. And I was trying to think of a way that like, I don't know. It's I'm just not looking, optional. It's like a desperation. That's right. There, yeah. what, there is urgency. no, yes. Yeah. And so urgency is probably a good word. Mm-hmm. We are so spoiled mm-hmm. by it, everything we have. And I think that that's part of that staying up all night, that, that that's air for mm-hmm. them. I mean, and just the faithfulness. And I also wonder sometimes, I'll hear stories about Todd growing up and seeing what could only be described as miraculous. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you're like, the faith of these people, like, first of all, miracles are happening all around us. I don't know how many I miss. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But just picturing people who are so deep into the Spirit of God mm-hmm. that these prayers are, yeah, just their breath. I long to have a life, even like Paul is saying, mm-hmm. where, again, this means so much to me that I'm actually going to write down these words. And I'm right. going to tell you, we've prayed for you constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine getting that letter? Yeah. 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 This one's really powerful. I love – I. this is the Lord, like that we don't orchestrate these things. And I know that all scripture is interconnected, but I'm so thankful to be reading these two letters coming out of our study of the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. where we spent three weeks talking big picture and then kind of just kind of funneling down there into Mm -hmm. like, what does it look like to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God? And we talked about it in a lot of like hypothetical ways Mm -hmm. and like this, you know, and some specific ways, but then to come like out of that into this letter, these two letters, one to a church and one to an individual human and go like this. This, yes. this, this is the kingdom of yes. God. And here's the other thing is the beauty of all of that is, and again, this is not something that I do particularly well, and I would venture to say that a good bit of the church, you know, maybe this isn't their expertise, but in some sense, him, Paul saying, I pray for you all the time. These are the beautiful things. If you can live recognizing that you are in the love of Christ and that this is not just a personal letter, you will receive the rebuke as beautifully as you do yeah. the compliments. Yeah. That's right. Because the goal is, this is what we are as a church. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to come down and you be like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's like, hey, we're in this together. I'm not condemning you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying now as the church, here's the rebuke that has the same goal mm-hmm. as the beginning where you're saying your faith is so. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard. Rebuke is hard yeah. in general <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I love how Paul makes it clear that his motivation is not for them to walk away discouraged, even though he's telling them mm-hmm. things that they're doing wrong. It's to say, hey, we've got the same goal and we're yeah, all trying to, to figure it up. out. Right. He's trying to build them up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's day one. <laughs> day, I mean, right? I mean, Y'all settle in. We're it's fine. Go. It's fine. You just um, never know how, no. what our pace will be. <laughs> Hey friends, we want to take a quick break to tell you about Embrace Movement. Our daily faith routines often live separately from our health and wellness goals, but they don't have to. Embrace Movement was founded to combine those two journeys into new workouts and faith talks for every day of your work week. Founded by 10-year personal trainer and CrossFit competitor, Andrea Ager, Embrace Movement has created a community of passionate and godly women that invite one another to build strength that lasts. From nutrition, to talks about how to pray in tough times, to postpartum resources and live workouts, Andrea brings her gift of teaching to all fitness levels from a Christ-centered and holistic approach. 
Spend 30 minutes each day growing stronger physically and carrying God's Word throughout your day. Our listeners can get one month of Embrace Movement free by using promo code SHEREADSTRUTH. Get more information at EmbraceMovement.com. That's movement with no vowels. So that's EmbraceMovement, M-V-M-N-T.com. We finally get to read now the passage that we reference a lot. Hmm. This is what's tattooed on my back. Awesome. This passage. <laughs> okay. All do. of Colossians is it in 1, Greek? 15 yeah. through 20. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I actually I believe have no you. tattoos. I, I, I'm no. not against them anyway. I just can't commit. It's a big decision. It's a big commitment. It's a big design decision. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't. I can't. Yeah. But so on that note. Yep. Colossians 1, 15 through 23. I feel like we have to read it. Oh, yeah, we you have to read it. it. I think it's your turn, right? Oh, I think that I pulled the good straw because I'm excited to get mm, to read great. this. I love this. All right, y'all, this is actually kind of a poem. It's a two-stanza poem. It's also thought of as a song. It's sung in scripture, but this is... Paul writing, the heading in the CSB is the centrality of Christ. Um, It's also sometimes headed as the Messiah poem. Mm. This is everything. I just love it. And enough talking. From verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. Mm. As you were reading it, I hear Adrian Peterson's voice. He has a song, we'll link to it in the show notes, that's essentially this passage. Mm. And so I can hear him singing to me. Thanks, Andrew. It feels like you weren't paying attention to me reading. You were no, thinking I about was, Andrew. I was doing both. I can multitask. I, okay, so for those of you that have the book, I look forward to you guys getting to read this on Tuesday this week because day two, we have it, you know, of course, all the scriptures printed in the book, but in this particular study book, we've taken time, our team has taken time and alongside it, we have passages throughout scripture that are related to each line of this and it is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I love that. I love that we have Genesis 1 mm-hmm. in this reading because yeah. we're reading. You mm-hmm. just read to us that who Jesus is right, and that all the fullness of God dwells in him. And then we get to read about how we are made in the image of God. And so we're made in God's image and Jesus is God's very image. Right. And so, you know, it makes you think of, I don't think we read it in this day, we don't, but like first Adam, second Adam, that, Mm -hmm. you know, that we were meant to be representatives of God, of the kingdom Mm -hmm. to the earth. And we didn't do great, Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is the perfect, Mm -hmm. the perfect rep for God, (laughs) right? And so he is the very image and he was the perfect ambassador, Mm -hmm. the perfect citizen of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. But Genesis 1, Angie, we read that because that feels relevant to the conversation yeah. right now. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. It makes me think of, I think we probably read this when we were in Mark over Lent, but it's that conversation that Jesus had with the Pharisees where they were like, well, you know, should you pay taxes or not? Right. And he says, you know, give me a coin. Whose image is on this coin? Right. Caesar's. Okay, well, render to Caesar what is yep. Caesar's and render to God what is God's. Yeah. And by that, he means on whose image do you bear? Mm-hmm. You bear God's image. So right. you bear you. Right. You render you to God. Yes. It's just that we don't That's always good. tie that story into this, but I think it really relates because it's this very direct Jesus talking to humankind Mm -hmm. and going like, if you didn't get it yet, I want you to understand that you bear my image. Yes. And for that reason, you have my stamp on you. Ugh, that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, it's so good. I love that you tied it to that. And I want to encourage people. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of people who are listening who maybe are overwhelmed by, Mm -hmm. I know that I would have been and still am to an extent, where you were mentioning all of the correlating verses, Mm -hmm. I think it would be really easy for someone to just skim over that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, sidebar, I would encourage people, look up the verse. Yeah, Yeah. Look up Nehemiah, look up John, look up Romans, because what starts to happen is it isn't now this vague, I saw that on the sidebar of a study. Now you're reading going, oh, I get how that's connected. There's something so powerful about having the ownership of, like, you're smart enough to make these connections. Mm -hmm. And when you read them, you're going to see the connection. And so I just, as a word of encouragement, Mm -hmm. go through and look those up and see what the Lord does to help you combine them. You Mm -hmm. don't need to be intimidated by verses that you might not know how they go together. It will be a study experience you won't regret. No, absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to do when I'm reading scripture. So I love that you did that. Yeah. And Angie, I mean, like, it makes me think of you and I have had some conversations over the last couple months about the book that you just released, Mm -hmm. Woven, and how excited I was to get that in my hands. First of all, it's very beautiful, but that feels like so secondary to the fact that like what you've done in that book is, is what we did here. Which is just exactly. that, like looking at the big yep. picture of scripture. It's called Woven. Yes. I mean, you could explain it better than I could, but I love that it's the trade book version of mm-hmm. what our community is going to be doing this summer, which is mm-hmm. looking at spending one day in each book I of the Bible. This. And they're going to get over the course oh, of the summer having I'm totally doing that, having like done the thing. Like, it's be good. but I love it's, it. they feel like such good friends. Yes. This study with your book woven. They do feel like friends. Say, say more about your book because I, well, I just I think love you, it. I think you got it. Oh, I mean, listen. I think it's again, it's that's my passion is I'm looking at this and I'm thinking there are things that I would be embarrassed to tell you I did not know until I started. Like, yeah. And we all have I mean, that. things that I feel like someone would go, Ange, how have you literally been teaching the Bible? You guys. Right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For the longest time, I'm like, these are the guys who are like walking with him. Like, <laughs> no, it's actually likely that Luke never even met Christ. Right. I was yeah. like, what? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so just those kinds of things where you're like, okay, now I have a different understanding when I'm reading Luke. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hearing, okay, that's kind of Peter's voice. And he got it this way. Or however you're reading it. The context of understanding sort of the order of truly you cannot understand the New Testament unless you understand the Old Testament because right. yeah. you're not able to see the entire narrative, the arc of Scripture. And so with Woven, that was really what I wanted to do is just to say, 
again, like, don't be intimidated by this. You can understand it. It really is at its heart a basic, simple story that then we read in this beautiful form. Mm -hmm. But anyone can understand. You know what? These are who the judges were. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah, it's just Moses giving a couple speeches. Yeah. Like, it's all not of so a sudden, it, yeah. yeah, and here's the context in which it happened, and here's why. And then, you know, fast forward to the New Testament, all of a sudden you're like, wait, someone prophesied 400 years? You know, you're looking yes. at it and yeah. like, I don't know. So the revelation for me of understanding the context of where things, because the Bible's not necessarily in order. Right. You right, know, right, I mean, right. you're yeah. reading and you're like, actually, that mm-hmm. happened at the same time as this. or right, yeah. So just to sort of give that map of what scripture mm-hmm. does. But that's my passion. I mean, I love making those connections. So yeah, I hope, yeah, I'm going to do that this summer. I love that. This right. is my passion. I mean, yeah. it's, and yeah. there's never enough of it. When we're reading this letter from Paul to the Colossians, so many times he is, you hear that he like earnestly saying like, I want you to understand. Mm, yes. And so we get that in day three, in chapter two, verse two, I want their, and this is just one of the places, I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. Hmm. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hmm. And then if you back up into chapter one, I love the phrase, the phrasing that Paul uses in this verse, but we see that we actually, because of the gospel, we actually have Christ in us. Mm -hmm. So we have here... Do you see my pen marks? That's what I wrote on the side. Yes. (laughs) I love that. I do too. Christ in you, the hope Hope of of glory. glory. The hope of glory. And so if you back up to... So Mm. now I'm going in reverse here, but chapter one, verse 25, I have become... servant it the church the gospel according to god's commission Mm. that was given to me for you to make Mm. the word of god fully known the mystery hidden for ages and generations but now revealed to his saints guys that's us Mm -hmm. we're his saints Mm -hmm. god wanted to make known among the gentiles us again Mm -hmm. (laughs) the glorious wealth of this mystery which is christ in Mm -hmm. you the hope of glory we proclaim him, and then he keeps going. Mm-hmm. But so this mm-hmm. mystery mm-hmm. has been now made known. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus came mm-hmm. to say, like, hey, here it is. Yeah. It's all yeah. fulfilled in me. Yeah. And well, and the rest of that verse, like I want to yeah. actually read it because it says, We proclaim yes. him mm-hmm. warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, mm-hmm. striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. So that's the striving. That's striving. striving is, is not strength. me doing things. Yeah. The mm-hmm. striving is with God's power. I'm mm-hmm. using that to do everything I can to move the kingdom forward. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think we think of that when we hear the word striving. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so Mm -hmm. that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Mm -hmm. I think about that in how to do that well. Yeah. And I think also I think about how to not do that well. Yeah. And of course we see here, like we've talked about that there's a mystery, that Christ in us is the hope of glory, that even that labor, Mm. the strength is Christ working powerfully in us. It's walking with Jesus. And I think that's Mm. the key to doing that well is are we first walking with Jesus? Yes. It's important to acknowledge 
Christ, like who Christ is. He is, Paul has painted a picture here in no uncertain mm-hmm. terms mm-hmm. that Jesus is the divine son of God, that he is the image of the father. And so he's painted that picture and now he's going to start giving us some warnings, right? And yeah. then mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the true yeah. version. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from my friend Epaphras that there mm-hmm. are some, there's some false teaching mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And so continuing. And none of this is finger wagging. Like it's no, not, but it's that's not what shame I love. on you. No. It's not. You've got no, it's it all earnest wrong. rebuke for the hope yes. of growth. It's, and let's not forget, and I feel like this really, really matters. I feel like that I know before what you're he say. ever talked a word to them, he prayed for them a mm. lot. Before he ever approached them, mm. he was mm-hmm. in prayer for them. That's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And he's approaching them in love. Yeah. We can listen to him here mm-hmm. yeah. because he's not like up in his little penthouse right, writing yeah. this, you know? That's, yeah. It changes the whole. I just is read he in that. prison when he wrote this, Amanda? Yes, I yes. believe he is. Okay. Um, yes, but it says, and I always misread this until I was reading to get prepared for this. And I know we're going to jump ahead, but for verse twenty-four, for some reason, I think it's easy for people to read. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completely in my flesh. And it goes on. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I can misread that as. I rejoice that I'm suffering. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I think that there's something really important about what he's actually saying, mm-hmm. which is in spite of my suffering, I am still rejoicing. Like mm-hmm. In the context of my yes. suffering, mm-hmm. I'm rejoicing. Yes. And so I just feel like there have been a couple of verses where unintentionally I have thought in my suffering, I should be celebrating this yeah. hurt that I feel. And it's no. like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what he's talking about mm-hmm. right here. He's coming from a place of... I am in the darkest place, and I'm still saying he's the one. That's right. You can hear this letter based on that. The joy of the Lord in me goes deeper than my suffering and my circumstances. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Hmm. absolutely. And so we start to get these in chapter 2 and verse (laughs) 4. I feel like this is like a teaser because listen to him in verse 4. I'm saying this so that. No one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. Oh, I love, mm. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. I wrote, you're just going to all that my notes. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> and I think sometimes you're right. I think it is the CSB. Sometimes the way it phrases it. I loved it, that. I'm like, that argument sounds really reasonable. Well, and because Fair it's go, like, it doesn't have to, to be it. outrageous. What you believe is outrageous. People like, tell me I'm going. The yes. reasonable thing yeah. <laughs> is not that someone was resurrected and paid, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. no. I mean, on that its sounds face, unreasonable. the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus feels like crazy town. You know what yes. I mean? And then, so that's why it matters that right. we have a history book. Yes. Yeah, that's and right. that yep. happened in real space and time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I totally wrote that down because I'm like, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I'm saying to you doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, so don't get so caught up. And he does go into that. And you guys go into that in the next few days mm-hmm. of there are going to be things presented to you in the world that seem really reasonable. Mm-hmm. And again, this and version. And perhaps more reasonable than the, absolutely. the audacity of, absolutely. of Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because I know we could just read all the words, but I'm skipping ahead now on day four, Colossians 2, 8. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty Mm. deceit based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ. So to base something on human tradition and the elements of the world is reasonable. Absolutely. Right? Yes. That's exactly (laughs) why it struck me. But reasonable is different than true. Yes. And it's hard. It's a tough... That's where I think, like, thank you, Jesus, for giving us mm-hmm. your spirit. Yes. <laughs> to remind us of all that you've taught yes. us and to be with us 
you know, until the end of the age, because that's what it takes for us to be able to discern reasonable mm-hmm. from true. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah, and I think that's if we don't have that, it's so easy for us mm-hmm. to look around. I mean, the world is reasonable in a sense. Like I can see you. I can do all of these things. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And what he's asking it is for us to say— It makes sense that if you hurt me, I can hurt you. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like, it's all in yeah. front of you. It, yeah. it appears really reasonable that you can do this, but I haven't walked you, I haven't put you on this earth mm-hmm. to be reasonable. Mm-mm. So when you're doing this and you're going through, I mean, I can't help but jump to social media. I mean, I think that's I like know, our natural yeah. tendency right now. But this was so convicting to me. Just why are you living like you belong to the world? Yeah. Why are you so convinced that mm-hmm. all of the things that seem Why reasonable? Why are you just in agreement with the world? Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, we see this all through the mm-hmm. Bible. It's not, this isn't something new. The belonging to the world. Mm-hmm. We read that in day five, in mm-hmm. chapter two. Mm-hmm. Is that where you were headed, Rachel? It's the, I mean, I'm thinking back to what you said about that we're not meant to be in agreement with the world. And it's, you know, that we're not sent to be reasonable as the world sees reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, just let's be clear here yes. that there is, that doesn't mean don't be intellectual. Right? Exactly. Because there is everything yeah. intellectual about what is happening here in Scripture, right. but there is also something that is radical. Yes. Like when we talked about the kingdom of God for the last three weeks, there is a, an upside down nature yeah. to everything that Christ has called us right. to. And especially we talked about for them then and for us now, yeah. for them then a lot of what was happening, a lot of like there is no slave or free, there is no mm. Jew or Gentile, there's no man or woman. Like yeah. the unity that he is calling the world to, that he's calling believers to is not reasonable it's as radical. the world sees reason. Not at all. It's radical. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but, isn't it funny, like if you're doing something radical, Yeah, I think it's really easy to be distracted and influenced by what seems reasonable. Yeah. There yeah. are a lot of times that I'm like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm like, mm, mm. but here are the reasons. Like, yeah. That seems crazy. Yeah. It's easier to believe the things that yeah. are around me that aren't radical. And I think that often being radical, being a believer in our world now, which, like you said, like I go to social media as a reference point to talk about this because that is our world right yeah, now. That's true. Um, but also, when we talk about being radical, sometimes that means how can we be radical in that mm-hmm. space? But also, like I think the radical thing is often to not be in that space. Oh, absolutely! Right? And to like, absolutely. what does it look like to be radical in to my actual life? What with people? is considered reasonable? Right. Like, to pull back from yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Teach me how. <sighs> I love this kind of, it's like a double way, like four and five, days four and five yeah. of our reading this oh, week. Yeah. We're in Colossians 2. And so in, he's gotten good and warmed up. He, he in the water. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. All right. And he, Sleeves and in, are rolled up. Yeah. That's right. And we get another like bit where I just picture him like, take a deep breath and I'm going to explain the gospel to you in this big long run on sentence. He does that again in two mm-hmm. where he says, you know, the Messiah's, the centrality of Christ that you read, Rachel, that Jesus... Now, here we have in Colossians 2, verse 9, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. And then he kind of goes through to summarize Mm -hmm. the gospel that you're buried with him in baptism, raised through faith. The one who raised Jesus from the dead, you were dead in your trespasses. He made you alive and forgave your trespasses, erased your debt. So we have all of that. And then in day five, we'll get to Colossians 2, 16 through 23. And this is where it's like, okay, we're going to get into the nitty gritty here. He's not messing around. He is not messing around because 
and there's some subtext here that we kind of have to have to read because he's not saying here are the things that you're doing. He's just responding to it because mm-hmm. he are they know what they're because doing. Because what we yeah. know also is that a letter is a one sided one part a one of a, part yeah. of a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, speaking of social media, we have this <laughs> sixteen through twenty three. Can we read that too? I know we don't have all the time in the world. No, but I want to read. So it's good. a short letter. We can. We yeah, can do Andrew, that. would you read sixteen through twenty three for us? Sure. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Mm. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Let no one condemn you by delighting in ascetic practices and the worship of angels, claiming access to a visionary realm. I love this sentence. Such people are inflated by empty notions of their unspiritual (laughs) mind. He doesn't hold on to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and tendons, grows with growth from Mm -hmm. God. So he's, I'm going to interrupt you to say, he's saying here that like that sentence, these are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Yes. And now he's going to help us continue like, okay, I'm going to keep digging in there. Yep. In verse 20. I mean, we'll go to that. But like, there are so many things in our lives right now that are a shadow. Yes. Where the substance is Christ. Like, I think about Christmas. These big, like, high holy days on yeah. the church calendar. Like, matter, as he's talking important. about these festivals, he's not saying, stop doing that. Right. He's not saying they're not important. He's saying these are... These are something that remind us of some of capital S something. Yeah, yeah. right. The substance. Yes, the substance. The substance. Yes. Yeah, the shadow mm-hmm. and substance is such a good oh. yeah dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. steal that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can steal that from scripture. <laughs> it is available to public you. domain. In <laughs> Good. <laughs> Angie it, Smith has a book coming out in 18 I, months. That's called what I was Shadow joking Sister. around about. I was yeah. like, I'm going to steal it for yeah. a book title. I like handled it. Public domain. Yeah. <laughs> that See what that is in the KJV. Yeah. public domain. Immensely. <laughs> if you died with Christ to the elements of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. Hmm. All these regulations refer to what is destined to perish by being used up. Hmm. They are human commands and doctrines. Although these have a reputation for wisdom by promoting self-made religion, false humility, and severe treatment of the body, they are not of any value in curbing (laughs) self-indulgence. Okay. All right. It's been a good show. Thanks for listening. You guys take this. That is the... Now, we we have not enough time left in the episode to dig through all of that. However... My my toes hurt. Yeah, that is... This is where he is... We're not going to read it, but Romans 14 is paired with this. And I think it's really important to read that and have that context. Y'all will get that on Friday of this week. Yeah, day five. Um, Yeah, that's right. So it gives some more context to that. But man, I just, I wanted to keep going until we got here because what he's describing, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to explain it perfectly, but of taking like the first things aren't first, like of taking the things that are secondary and making them of utmost priority. Mm -hmm. And he's just warned us against that, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ. Right. Mm. We're going to keep talking about social media Mm -hmm. for a minute because how many times I just think we're living in a society and I'm not, when I say we, I'm including myself where we take personal convictions Mm -hmm. and we generalize them Mm -hmm. and make them grounds for judging our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And instead of 
building one another up. Like, let's look back to chapter one and see how he was praying for his brothers and sisters and how he commended their faith and was building them up. And that doesn't mean, you know, commend all the things, even if you feel like they're Mm -hmm. they're sin. Right. We're not saying exactly. to commend sin. I, I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, yeah, not, or the regulations. It's not saying break every law mm-hmm. that exists. No. That's not the point. It's saying that the regulations are not the gospel. That's mm-hmm. right. That's the good. gospel is the gospel. That's good. It just takes me back to I mean, when my kids were in preschool, there were the two rules. You love God and be good to each other. Like those were the two rules of the preschool. And of mm-hmm. course that covered a lot. And those, of course, were borrowed from the first and second commandment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. These are the commandments. Yes. And so we can make a hundred thousand additional rules yeah. to, you know, make sure that we're and we have. following that right. Oh, we <laughs> right. have. Yeah. Um, but Paul says that they're not of any value in curbing self-indulgence. If the Ugh. goal is God and the goal is Anyone who bears the image of God, which we talked about earlier in this episode, if that's the goal, then like we can set up all the rules, but we're going to still find a way to indulge self. If our one rule, if our major rules are cast aside for the, you know, what do we say? Exchanging 10 for 10,000. Yeah. We're not, this is one of those tensions that we have to hold mm-hmm. in in life, in the, specifically in the Christian life, is that we're not saying, and what Paul is not saying, that obedience to the commands of God is not important. Right. You know, it's not that's, saying that's exactly that right. be holy as I am holy is not, we're not negating that. Right. But what he's saying is, and boy, do we see it when we look around in the church and just in the world, I think, too. But when we look around in the church and we see that we veer off, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like we're on the freeway and we take an off for hemp, mm-hmm. where we forget that this thing that's very important to us, and right. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not that it, or that it shouldn't be, but that's different than the ultimate, yeah. important and ultimate, mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. That Christ is the ultimate. And as long as you mm-hmm. and I, Angie, as sisters right. in Christ, agree on that ultimate thing, yes. the things that we have different convictions mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. that's okay. And we can actually explore that and sharpen one another. Right. Right? And, yes. and we can write letters of prayer and encouragement to and right. for each other. Right. And it doesn't mean that there isn't a wrong and a right in situations. It just means yeah. that like... Sure. Because there is a wrong and a right. And I think that brings me back to, like in my head, again, we love to talk about social media, but that is what it is. Yeah. A few years ago, there was a very public figure and was going through something that as a believer, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. I think that it's against scripture. Mm -hmm. With that said, I'm reading through hundreds of comments from quote unquote Christians. Yeah. Yes. And I messaged the person and I just said, I'm so sorry that I can't find one that says, I love you as my sister in Christ. Yeah. I am praying right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean agreement. Yeah. I've had that direct conversation. I think we have to be very careful about the yes. fact that he's going to them saying, I love you. I am praying for you. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean I agree with everything you're doing. I obviously don't. Mm-hmm. But how often do we miss the mark on that. We're yeah. so worried about our reputation mm-hmm. yep. for being of having all the right answers mm-hmm. and all the right stances on all the issues. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That mm-hmm. we put that before loving 
our neighbor and yes. loving our brothers and sisters. And in Romans 14, mm-hmm. there's a section starts in verse 13 about the law of love. Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Right. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or a pitfall in the way of your mm-hmm. brother and sister. And then for verse 15, if your brother and sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. But it's just this, mm-hmm. we are to be yep. more concerned mm-hmm. with loving then yes is it fair to say we were to be more concerned with loving than correcting i think so i think we can and i think correction is part of love mm-hmm. but the thing is is correction also happens in community mm-hmm. yes with people that you see eyeball right. to eyeball mm-hmm. and so it's not i well, don't believe no, it's my like, job to correct someone i've never met on instagram no i mean but especially i mean the thing is if you are a believer and you can't love stop talking mm. like that is it like we are called to love our enemies. We are called to love. And so I think the problem often is that we sort of skip past that mm-hmm. and we go straight to the judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never noticed this also. Okay, verse four. I never noticed that it. it says, I'm so glad you guys paired this the way you did. Who are you to judge another household servant? Another's mm-hmm. household servant. And that's so interesting now thinking about Onesimus. Onesimus, Mm -hmm. yeah. But just the idea of judgment and this cocky, like, Mm. I'm the one who's doing this. I'm better than you. I'm higher than you. I Mm -hmm. know everything. And this is like, how dare you judge the person? Like, I see all of this with different eyes, given like society right now and how we're dealing with this as a church. So I want to think about what we're seeing in these first two chapters of Colossians. Paul is, this is what's happening, right? Like, Paul isn't writing to nonbelievers. He's writing to believers. Like he's right. writing to people who yes. are in Christ and who are bearing yes. fruit. And I think that that's something to pay attention to. Very important. That's good. And I also think that what he's doing is praying for them first. Yes. And then writing to them in love and steering them yes. towards what is true. Right. And not just to be right, but so that he can help align them toward yes. what matters so that they can live right. Like and this he, is it's not personal. like he's not he's not going at individual issues exactly. even so much as going, remember our goal. Yes. Remember the way it. that you live. For, right. Like remember the substance is Christ here. Yes. And, and so like I think all of that context in this conversation really matters yes. to yes. go like this is this is what's happening remember in the first the two garden. chapters. of Colossians. Because when the substance is Christ, when I'm holding my hand in the air above my head, because Mm -hmm. it's like the pinnacle, Mm -hmm. the authority, like this is Jesus, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so under Jesus, in Christ, it is possible for me to love you, Mm -hmm. even if I don't agree with all the things that you you feel or believe. Like Mm -hmm. I yeah. yeah. When was that? When did that become a rule? That's like <laughs> one of my heart. Like that's one of the things that I feel like I teach about more than right. anything else. And if you and I, so important. it reminds me of how people sometimes when they're talking to people who are getting married, they're like, "It's a triangle. <laughs> if Jesus is at the top, and oh, the yeah. two of you are moving toward Jesus, then you're moving toward each other." Yeah. But I mean, there's some truth there where if we are brothers and sisters in in Christ, mm-hmm. and we are we are keeping mm-hmm. Jesus at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. yeah. then if we are we are moving toward the same goal. Mm-hmm. Right. We may have very different feelings Absolutely. and practices yes. and think like there may be differences. And I'm not saying that those things don't matter. That's not what we're saying. No, 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 here. no. We're saying that there's a thing that matters the most. Yeah. Mm, that's good. We're saying that the only way to God is Christ. Yeah. And that's what he's saying to them. And I imagine there were lots of letters that Paul wrote um, that we probably don't have. Yeah. Right? Um, he was and, a really great pen pal. Listen. <laughs> he's very so many loquacious. And, and all the letters that we have from Paul, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think all of the letters we have from Paul are written to believers, 
right? I'd have to, yeah, I'm not to sure. To churches. I, it would make yes. sense because that's who mm-hmm. he is. And so I just like, it makes me wonder, like, how would his letter be different if it was, you right. know, to a non-believer? Because right. without Christ in common, without that, yeah. like, hey, let me realign yes. you, I think that that would be different. I don't have a conclusion to that, but I'm just thinking about no, what, really as important. we talk about Who's them the then, mm-hmm. then I think the audience does matter. That You know, it's, it's very different to approach someone with whom you have Christ in common. And that's exactly right. That's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. We might be able to get some it. of that in acts we were talking in our small groups this weekend there's just four couples and um they asked ryan to lead and he he always wants to not be called on to lead (laughs) and so he we were reading some parables that jesus shared and and he was talking to the pharisees and ryan's first question out of the gate was like hey friends like how are you Mm. a pharisee (laughs) it was like ryan yeah if you could not can you just say like i really appreciate you as brothers and sisters in christ good job wait what did you notice in the passage fruit. He's not a good also. Bible study leader because he makes us go deep fast, and I don't like that. Oh. You got to teach but, uh, Ryan the compliment sandwich. Right, exactly. So <laughs> it just starts right out. Hey, how are you a Pharisee? But what happened was we really started going oh, deep fast. Absolutely. And I said, I think one of the things that I personally struggle with is that when I say that I like to surround myself with whom I have Christ in common, I mean with whom I agree about Christ. And I think that I struggle to remember that we all have Christ in common and that he died for us all. And I think that like, so that's how I'm a Pharisee. Like I was, and I was like, thanks a lot, jerk, for like yeah. making me like go like, <laughs> Hope feel you like enjoy I the just couch like, tonight. feel like I feel totally bare right now. <laughs> but I think that as we have these conversations, we're all so tempted mm-hmm. to surround ourselves with people with whom we agree Right, And I think that it's good to remember that we all, in a very important way, have Christ in common. Yes. Mm-hmm. In that he came, John three sixteen, like that whoever. Whoever. <laughs> right? right? Yep. Anyway. Well, girls, we got to land this plane. We got to wrap it up. Amanda says um, land the plane at least once per episode. Uh, it's Look my, for it's it. my it's, thing. I really, yeah, yeah, I think that it makes, it just brings it all together when yeah. you say yeah. that. Yeah. So we'll be here next week with our friend Christy Anubile mm-hmm. to finish up Colossians and read Philemon together. Yeah. So be sure to join to us for that. Angie, That's awesome. Always. I'm coming back just to sit on the couch. I know. Listen. Oh, I wish yeah. she was going to, she won't be here oh, in person. COVID. Yeah, it'll be but, Well, and she's in DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Too far away. Yeah. But I want to read this benediction over us mm-hmm. and it's from... Romans 14, and it's real short in verse 19. So then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Mm. That's right. How about that? You landed that plane. You did, did land I? that You plane. landed. That was she a stuck that landing like landing. a gymnast. That was Carrie Strug <laughs> right there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Stuck at that landing. Okay. Angie Smith, you yes. know our tradition on the She Reads Truth podcast. We spend an hour yes. opening God's Word and talking about the beauty, goodness, and truth that we found there. And I loved this conversation. Thank I you so too. much. I love that we just sat down. And we we're like, we don't know where we're going to talk yeah. about. And then just like I just the spirit works and moves and never fails to do that. So thank, thank you for sitting with us. But at the end of the hour, we look to our guest and ask, where in your life are you seeing beauty, goodness, and mm. truth that just points you to Christ? Hmm. I would say, well, the first thing that comes to mind is just that I think it has been really hard during COVID for like, I'll just be, I mean, I can't, I go deep no matter what you say. Yeah. I think marriage has looked different. Yeah. Um, And there's definitely a like, you know, 
And so Todd, I love this, is going through a season where he's really getting to thrive and grow um, Mm. in a way that we've prayed about for a long Mm. time. And again, it's just this, the faithfulness of God to do something and as a wife to watch him sort of step into this role Mm. that he's so passionate about. It's not something that we could have predicted, but I see how it is God doing this thing for him that's just sweet. I I mean, and just trying to balance who we are in marriage and being able to cheer each other on. Yeah. Make a direct link back to this. But yeah, and the beauty of being able to cheer someone on. Man, I love that. Y'all listening, if you are wanting to connect with other believers or just like other humans, ask that question because Mm. it's amazing. Like Angie, you said, like, I'll just go deep here. Like, and we get to know each other well by asking good questions. And I'm always so excited to hear our guests' answers to that question because... Because where are you seeing, like, what's pointing you to Jesus right now? And it's always something different. And I just think that's really special. So ask that question of somebody this week. Yes. Um, And then join us next week. Join us next week. And Angie, until then, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Bibles.